Welcome to the 21st episode, which means actually the first episode of the second season of the Cocktails and Culture podcast, where we enjoy some cocktails and have fun with the culture. It's season two. I'm so excited. I hope you all have fared well in my absence, but mama's got to have a life too. And speaking of mamas, that is a great segue to my most special guest and a good way to just to kick off my second season and moving into, I guess, the fall holiday season of the spectrum, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, yes, my biggest fan is now a guest on the show, touch my hair, and this episode we will unpack her cocktail favorites and more importantly the culture of cocktails of eras past late 60s 70s 80s just to give us all a little bit more insight of where we came from and how people used to actually approach cocktails back then so greetings (laughs) i'm lisa savage oh i'm lisa harvey savage oh good grief Lisa Savage is my mother and hello go ahead and hand me the bottle I'm gonna pop that open and tell me a little bit more about uh, what do you want them to know about you uh well let's see today is my birthday I'm uh 62 years old I'm seasoned experienced and I'm uh uh a lot more wiser than I was back in the day yeah I can say that okay and uh so, where are you from? I'm from uh, Gary, Indiana. Oh, one of the most miserable cities in the U.S. To those who don't know, but I'm not miserable. I live like I'm, 10 I'm minutes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Where do you live? Gary? I live 10 minutes outside of Gary, Indiana. Okay, you don't live in Gary. How yeah. long has it been since you've lived in Gary? Um, About 30-something years. Okay, there you go. But it's only 10 minutes away. I'm still in Gary. But you don't live there. Okay, okay. cool. Now that we've gotten that out the way... And what brings you to San Diego? My beloved, my dear, beautiful daughter and her delightful husband, Georgie. And George. as far as the cocktails, how are you liking them? I, I love them all. You know, hey, I'm a, uh, I'm a seasoned drinker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've had some, I've thrown some back in my day. Okay. Uh, like today, <laughs> like yesterday, your day? Um, yeah, because when you sit here with a, uh, a cocktail maker, uh, what do they call it? Um, mixologist. A mixologist. Oh, bartender Holmes. Excuse me. Hey. These glasses. For those who don't know, as of right now, we're just having a Prosecco and St. Germain cocktail. That's all. That's all we need. Um, so pretty much it's just two to three ounces of Prosecco, ounce and a half of St. Germain stirred. I mean, honestly, you can eyeball it. There's no real wrong way to do it. Nope. And then just drink it. Uh, you should. Woohoo. Now, normally I would add some of the pear brandy that I've made on the at cocktails and culture underscore Instagram page. But I don't want to have my, I don't want to have you drunk. No brandy? I mean, no, no pear? No pear brandy, no. Because, Why? Because we we're still, in California. You're supposed to have all those because good ingredients. Because we're going to make... A very fancy dinner, and I don't need you to be drunk. Okie dokie. Okay, cool. And now we're going to... Okay, so my mother, have you had St. Germain before? No, I really didn't. I was not the type of a cocktailer. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people don't... Like, you've seen this bottle before in the liquor store so many times. Cute bottle, too, by the way. It's like Art Deco, Art Nouveau. Art Deco. Art Deco. 
Oh, oh, Art Nouveau is still still the same. Yeah, forties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me put the top one. Thank I you. Mm -hmm. And so, because honestly, in all transparency, and I've addressed this in the last season, is that I didn't know about St. Germain until uh, 2012, 13. No, I've only been married about three years. And one of my coworkers gave me a bottle of St. Germain as a wedding gift. So it's been three years since I've actually found out about it. And obviously, I've been shouting from the altar of St. Germain since then. So did you use it? Did you just drink it as a liqueur at first? Or Hell did no. you really mix it with someone? Give me diabetes. No, um, you don't have, you know. no, some liqueurs you can drink straight, like with ice. But this, I wouldn't recommend. I mean, it's just super sweet. But champagne, St. Germain is particularly sweet compared to other liqueurs. Okay, like... Um, like Aperol. My, like Campari. Or uh, Grand Marnier. The Grand Marnier. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's super sweet. That's nice. That's super sweet, but Campari isn't super sweet. Oh, okay. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, thank you. Mm. Okie dokie now. Okay. Let's get started. <laughs> so, I've been telling her to get a bottle of St. Germain, get a bottle of St. Germain. Then I was like, you know what, wait. Wait until you come out here, and then we can enjoy it together. So, we've been... Drinking a lot, if you Saint haven't Germain, noticed. Yeah, we've been drinking Saint Germain with um all our liquors. Not all of it. Okay. But the cocktails you wanted. Okay. Right. You want the ones Saint Germain. So first, let's get into the first question. What is your favorite cocktail from the Cocktails and Culture underscore Instagram page? Your favorite one. Bombay Saint Germain. What's the name of that? And a little Kosecki. I like that with lime. So that's my Friday night special. And that's the one with lime juice, gin, St. Germain, topped with soda. It's an easy drink. Easy. Good. Good drink. Would you say you were a gin drinker before? Absolutely. So what was your favorite gin before? Uh, Tangeray. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was our gin. We drank Tangeray. Okay. So that's, yeah. a, that's actually... But my really face was uh, vodka. I came from a vodka. So what's your... What's your primary bottle of liquor that you have at your home? Uh, you know what? I really don't have bottles of liquor like that anymore. I'm now a more wine conscious. Uh, okay. you know. But beforehand, when you had liquor at your home, which one was uh, the one you had? Oh, God. You know. It was vodka. Tennessee it was vodka. vodka. Vodka was a go-to. She was a vodka. 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 I, I love she it. was vodka. She drank absolute vodka. And then I Abs told her. No, 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 no. Not absolute. No, absolute was not my You were absolute mind. first. And then I was in the car. I was reading the Vogue. And I said. No, we were at the shop. No. And I said, Mom, look at this. Because Grey Goose had just been voted number one. And then you, you switched to Grey Goose. Before I did any of that, my vodka was uh, uh, the Russian vodka. Stoli? Stoli. You. What, what year? Oh, oh, six, seven. You were drinking absolute way before Stoli. Oh, I love Stoli though. But I'm talking about in the '90s. Okay, but I mean, I love Stoli. Okay, so yeah. okay. And, and you know, and as an older drinker, you um, require just vodka. So, you know, why do you have to just require vodka? And then you know, I got a little uppity and a little bougie, so I decided to drink the French vodka, which was Grey Goose. What's okay? I agree. Grey Goose isn't anything stony. to write home for. Like I, and for me, and you know this as well, is that my go-to vodka is Tito's. 
American. Woohoo. That's it. it yeah, it's, it's American vodka. It's, it's light. Okay. It's easy. That's my go-to. Okay, but if I have to drink vodka, yeah, if I had to really, and I know you know we're now on the download or whatever with download. the Russian, <laughs> with the Russian. So I'm not um. I, I love Stoli because they can make some good vodka. Oh my god. Okay. No hangover, no smell, no anything. Just, Since you have yeah. vodka, you go to. So what will be your cocktail to make at home? Really, a cocktail to make at home? It would be. Um, I like. I I really like um, vodka and lime juice, or uh, vodka and and orange juice. So and then I switched from my vodka and went back to my gin. So vodka and orange juice is a. Um, what do you call that? Cocktail. No, the cocktail is a um. What is it? A, a lawnmower? What is it called? Gin? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, vodka and orange juice. Screwdriver. A screwdriver. Vodka and orange juice is a screwdriver, and vodka and lime juice is a vodka gimlet. Yes. Now, I hate to put you on blast, and I don't want to embarrass you. I'm not going to be embarrassed. Yes, I but, love rosé lime. Okay. That started off as a sweet little additive for my vodka, and I loved it. Love, 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 love. Now, what you got to say? That was my that was my rose lime is trash. Rose lime and vodka or rose gin lime is gimlet. trash. It's trash. It's garbage. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm not. And she had the audacity to ask me because I ran out of limes here, which is my mistake. And she says you don't have any bottled lime juice here. Okay, and what else? Everything else. I mean, okay, you know, I'm from uh. I'm from a, a culture where, when they where they made it, so it was like easier. You didn't have to cut it, buy it. It's already dead in the bottle. It was just easy to do, and it, and it tastes good. Easy isn't necessarily the best way. I didn't say that. I just said it was now, easy to do. Now I do and it like tastes good. No, I don't. And I do like to make cocktails that are more simpler. Sometimes you just want something really quick on the go, one or two ingredients, and I get that. But quality is still the name of the game. It isn't quality in the. In the taste bud of the beholder? Absolutely not. Oh, excuse me. I, I killed me two bags of Crunchy Curls in the last couple of days. You wouldn't say that was quality. But if you love them, then no, go it's not for quality. it. It's trash. No, it's it's quality for you. It's no, it's not. I I know it's, it's, it's I know it's, it's butt burning for me. I know it's not quality. I know it's not. <laughs> I'm honest with myself. To okay, do that. don't sit here and be a dictator to. Uh, the cocktail that I was accustomed to and was and and it really wasn't raised because as I was growing up as a child, my parents never had alcohol in the household. The most they had was a cigarette. We were not brought up with no alcohol. I mean, we had Morgan David wine for Thanksgiving. You never had wine for Christmas because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But for <laughs> but for uh Thanksgiving. Fat lot of good that did we you when you started raising your kids. We had no, my dad would give us all some, pour a little mix mix some water in it because they was not drinkers. Now, they were not drinkers. I really didn't start drinking until I got into my senior year of high school and that was a forty ounce of of uh, oh God, what's the name of that beer? What's the name of the beer? Oh I don't know if, what the forty ounce of beer was back in oh seventy five. Old English eight hundred. Jesus Christ. I know, and I used to mix it with orange soda from um McDonald's. You were in school. Seventeen. Into school? Hell yeah, I was a senior. It didn't even matter. Had all my credit. 
mix that and go in there and laugh at them. Is that is that why I got so much leeway when I was a senior? It's because you were doing hood burger stuff like that? Um, that might be a possibility. But you were such a delightful, good, I was very good kid. I was a very good kid. I stayed out of uh, trouble. Both of y'all. Both of y'all. You, yeah. y'all, didn't, y'all didn't never give us no problem. Yeah, you, know? you went to school more um, for my brother than me. That was because of grades, not because of attitude. <laughs> Anytime they gave him a D, they said, but he's a pleasant to have in class. And I kept saying, what the hell? Okay, we, 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 okay. we are not going to talk about VL's Ds in the okay. high school on my podcast. I'm pretty sure he won't appreciate that. Okay. It was so, I'm assuming, what's your favorite cocktail at a restaurant to drink? Oh, wow. Uh, now, I, I really stick to my wine because if I'm driving... I, but, okay, I didn't get that, but I, what I'm okay. asking you is your cocktail. Like, If you do go to a restaurant and you want to get a cocktail, what's the main thing you order? I order uh, uh, Bombay with lime. There you go. But now, are you going to ask them for St. Germain to include it? Absolutely. Absolutely. The fri- I'm telling you right now, and this is from the first season all the way until now, the Friday night special is the go-to cocktail. If you if you are afraid of drinking gin, you're apprehensive, if you want to try a cocktail from the page and you don't know which one to start, the cocktail, excuse me, the Friday night special is the one to do. Okay, but my Friday night special, for real, if you really want to know, coming off of uh, all my feet and stuff, I like a good beer because I'm a, a really okay, but no one's beer. asking you about any of that though. We're asking know, about cocktail related questions, but that no, because that's not with the brand. I'm asking you about cocktail related things. I don't want to like hear about your beer. Shot of, um, okay, but no one, I didn't ask you about the beer. Gentleman Jack. And that, that, that put I, I me back. I'm cool. Literally, I didn't ask you about the beer. Okay, let's go back to the cocktails. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Ooh, this is so tasty. <laughs> you, you guys, for real, don't forget your Saint Germain with your Bombay. Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing Prosecco. Prosecco. Okay. Okay, it's like a... Prosecco. 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 Okay, that too. It's like a champagne, but... How would this go with um, uh, St. Marit? I mean, not St. Marit. Oh, my God. What? St. What's the name of the other little uh, sparkling wine? What are you talking about? Prosecco, this is like a, a sparkling wine, right? Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Because, and I've said this in before in previous episodes, champagne can only be called champagne if it's made in the Champagne region of France. Okay. If it's made anywhere else, it's not going to be able to be called champagne. That's why you see sparkling wine, you see rosé, you see Prosecco instead of champagne. That's it. Prosecco, is, and also Prosecco specifically, is from Italy. So if you want to know the big difference between the two, champagne, France, French, champagne, Prosecco, 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 Italy. Okay. There you go. Okay. Well, you know, I, I in my younger days, I went through a little town when I was uh, lost over in Europe. And I went to a place called Cognac. They had all the grapes. They, all the grapes were just not Cognac, but Champagne as well. <coughs> a real farm area. So, that's the biggest difference. But you can do it with both. So I think what you what you um, so champagne is champagne. But the one thing I remember growing up with is the sparkling wine, Asti Spumante or Martini and Rossi. That's what you and my father used to buy for New Year's, Christmases, and you would let us drink a little bit too. It was, it call, was sweet. Call nice. CPS. Sweet, nice, and just pleasant to drink. Enough for the children. <clears throat> well. Um, <laughs> You know, it was a holiday. My dad gave me some uh, 
some of his Morgan David wine. I figured it didn't hurt me any. So we actually touched on this previously. Um, so you're saying in your own home, your parents didn't drink, so you didn't see it like that. But you had a lot of older people. Well, full disclosure, my mother's been working at shops her entire life. And she's salons. been salons, hair salons her entire life. She's been a licensed cosmetologist, stylist. 40 years. Over 40 years. She's done hair Everywhere from Gary, Indiana to Oakland to New San York, Francisco. San Francisco, Belgium, yeah. Paris. She's done it all, pretty much. And so you've been around a lot of different people from the late 60s to now. But let's say in the 60s and the 70s, you had to pay attention. How was the drinking back then outside of your house? Outside of my house, they did a lot of uh, uh, gin and orange juice. A so, lot of screwdrivers. I mean, a lot a of screwdrivers. Lot, a, lot a lot. And then as I got old, as I got older, and my biggest drinking was started when I went to college. Like everybody, well, like, hey, we had, look, uh, a Harvey Banger. Harvey Wallbanger? Yes, Harvey Wallbanger. Oh uh, we had um, Brass Monkeys. Oh, that was our favorite go-to. Oh, man. You, and it was all in the bottle. I have to do this mix of alcohol to make it more potent. And, um, of course, my pina colada. I mean, we had, I'm trying to think, we had so many uh, different little uh Well, and for those who don't know, Harvey Wallbanger is, um, it's a cocktail. It's, and it's the thing. When I went to bartending school, the first thing they do, and even now I'm pretty sure they still do it, is they give you a book and they give you the staple of cocktails you should know. Yeah. The classics that people are, you never know who's going to order them. And I I made Harvey Wallbangers as well as screwdrivers. Har the difference between a screwdriver and Harvey Wallbangers is just Galliano liqueur. And that's it. Because a screwdriver is just gin or vodka and orange juice. And that's it. But a Harvey Wallbanger is gin or vodka, orange juice, and a Galliano liqueur. And a Galliano liqueur is like a sweet vanilla anise flavor. So that's pretty much the difference. Well, and back then, they had a lot of creams added, like uh, a brandy Alexandra. <laughs> that was like just creamy with a little brandy and just a lot of cream to it. And then you had... Uh, Did it have cream to it? Yeah, a lot of cream. And then we had... Uh, uh, what was this other... Uh, that had cream to it a pink squirrel it had some cream to it like real milk that's what know? it is because yeah. these, these are cocktails where you have the liquor but and then you have straight up actual cream yeah and then like like brandy alexander they'll have a cream de coco that's like a chocolate cream liqueur but it was straight up like milk yeah and then you had your tequila sunrise which was a little pricey but you had your tequila in there oh man that's just tequila and like oh, grenadine Oh, man. That and orange juice. Oh, what about the grasshopper? I forgot about the grasshopper. I don't even know who half these And then they had your Singapore slings. Uh, yeah, that was like a, a mixture as well. Let me see. What else do we drink? Uh, look at the brass monkeys, too. Well, brass monkey is a uh, garbage mm -hmm. cocktail that... Um, uh, wait a minute. Stop saying the word garbage with somebody else like it because you don't like it. It don't mean it has to be uh, bad or dirty. Disgusting to you, it's fine. But I didn't mind, you know, drinking it. And then, back in the late 70s, uh, early part of the 80s, they came up with the Long Island Iced Tea. That messed a lot of people up. 
Because there was just so many different liquors that was not top shelf. No, it was very bottom. And they just stopped pouring that stuff together and added some tea. I think it came over from the uh, from the British. You want to hear, hear Brass Monkey? It was Brass Monkey. You played this one before? No, I'm not. And that's enough of that. Okay, the Brass Monkey well, we had in college. Brass Monkey! <laughs> that funky monkey. That funky monkey. Hey, monkey. Yeah. Well, hey, we would buy a bottle of that, get us some vodka, some gin, or something to add to it. But yeah, Long Island Iced Tea is, is it, and, and literally, like, whenever me, and I can shout out Sydney, because Sydney was on, on, on the um, last episode, one of the last couple episodes of the, the podcast. Long Island Iced Tea is literally like, go to your bottom shelf, every liquor you got, and pour it into a glass. Not necessarily. It's just the liquor that you have. It's every liquor. But, but it's rum. It's vodka. It's gin. It's bourbon. It's whiskey. Brass Monkey has rum in it too. No. The thing is that Long Island is everything you have. And then pour it in. Okay. And, and that's what makes that? And you top it with Coke. And the problem with that? No, it's to you now. No, now the next can, morning, it's there. Yeah, it's a big problem. Not necessarily. Some people can handle it and keep it going. Okay. Girl. Mm -mm. Mm. But so, aside from you, when you were growing up, do you know anybody who had at-home bars, bar carts? Uh, my godmother had a bar. Crazy bar. She had rum and coke, which was... That was know, a thing. That was, that was a, thing. a big thing. And it was specifically Bacardi... I think Dark rum and and, and, coke. and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like brand loyalty was really strong back then specifically too. Well it wasn't brand loyalty, it was just the only people that made it. Cause when folks jumped on a bandwagon, they had the brand of Bacardi had been out there so long, it was just that it was just rememberable. You just knew it. And you didn't know these other rum people that came in. But you knew you, you knew, knew that Bacardi. You've yeah, seen that brand American. before. Yeah. You've seen that rum before. Yeah. This is what you're drinking. Rum yeah. and Coke. That's rum it. And Coke, that was it. And or you drank uh you drank uh um uh, uh Royal Crown. Crown yeah. Royal. Crown Royal with Coke. That purple bag. Yeah, when you had that, you was top shelfing all the way. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact, I kept my Barbie clothes in a Crown Royal bag. We also kept change so you can go buy some more Crown Royal. Yeah, but I, was, I just kept my Barbie clothes in the yeah. Crown Royal bag. I love Crown. I love uh, Crown Royal <sighs> and Coke. That was just that was just good, you know. But you don't like cognac now, though. Like you don't drink I Hennessy. Don't drink and a and lot I of dark color. And I'm gonna because... tell you something right now. Once November hits, specifically, I start bathing in Hennessy and and Doucet. But you're not a big fan. Can you um, give me a bottle? Uh, because it really just started. He giving me headaches. I don't know what. I don't know if because it was so dark. I don't know what was in it. You got a problem with darkness and, you know, dark chocolate. I don't know your dad was dark, so what the hell? I don't know. But, you know, no. I like dark. This people. is what we're not going to do. Okay, we're not going to talk about darkness. But the dark li <laughs> liquor, the dark, the dark Hennessy's and Montel, I mean. Martel. Martel the, uh, and everything Superman. else. It was just a little bit it, it, it got so redundant. We drank so much. It was that's like, a fact. Oh, and it was so, you know, when you was drinking Hennessy, you was like at the top of the food chain <laughs> or the top of the liquor chain. Let's drink Hennessy and cognac. Oh, the yak, the yak. Hey, brought you back. I'm telling you. At first, it was cool. You know, if you had yak and then get a hit, then get a beer back, baby bye. But now, 
I can't do it. No, did enough. Had that. I love it. Here's a fun fact. I'm not sure if you knew about knew, knew knew this, but my one of my first sleepovers I went to in the sixth grade. I no, had, I didn't know it. Okay. So should I beat your ass now? <laughs> Because of what you did in the sixth grade. You don't even know what I was going to say. Hey, whatever it was, it was wrong. It was there wrong. I know it was wrong. I know it was wrong because your dad exposed y'all to a lot of mess. Okay, we did. But we were open-minded parents that we were, um, you know what it was? We lived around an area where you would let your kids sometimes ask why. I never asked you why. That's a fact. I thought I would beat the hell out of you because yeah, I wasn't going to. I'm going to take you them. You couldn't take me now even on your best day. Why would I want to do that? I, I brought Hennessy to a sleepover in the sixth grade. It was good. No, it wasn't. See, now they tell all this mess and we have to just back say, oh, but make me feel like a bad parent. You are a bad parent. I want a bad parent because you bought top shelf. Come on, baby, let's go. And whoever them little sixth graders you was with. You you know who all who it was. It was, it was the usual suspects. April, uh, uh, Megan, Megan, Kiana. <laughs> it was at Kiana. Kiana's house. It was at Kiana's house. And, and what's the little chubby girl, the weed girl? What's her name? Uh, we're not. I'm not going to elaborate on her name now. You've already given out her last name and called her chubby. So we're not going to do that. She was. I'm not lying. Yeah, but still be polite, though. That's polite. No, it's not. Okay, now i got to justify for her being chubby. i got to just overlook it. Okay, she wasn't chubby. She was just freezing <laughs> <But plump>. no. <laughs> And you better be glad I forgot her name. Because there's two of them I'm trying to remember. Oh, don't do that, Mom. Oh, oh she, now, she Mom. wasn't pleasing me plump. This is not her. This is other that you have really good friends with. Yeah, but, they, but don't <sighs> do that. Like, don't don't like say people's names about people's fat childhoods. That's not nice. Okay, she had a couple of fat girls with them. Okay. That, what? How, if they call me skinny, is that nice? But you're not skinny. But if they say skinny, is that nice? Yeah, it is. Everyone wants to be skinny. Not everybody don't. Or strapped like this. Okay, let's keep it going. What's the next question on the uh, roster? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> don't touch me. Now, see, that's one thing I'm not going to tolerate. There are so many words. You are truly an education individual. Why do you have to use uh, such layman words? I went to public school. What are you talking about? Yeah, but you also went to a high-priced uh, university that cost you. It didn't cost that much. You get student loans? Like I said, it's, it's costly. Yeah, because your ex. Anyway, uh, we had pina coladas too. I <laughs> love pina coladas. I made pina coladas every holiday. Summer holidays specifically, yes. Memorial Day, Labor Day, Fourth of July, whatever it was. I just love them. She got. I didn't care about nobody else more. Rum. I love. She got the the Bacardi frozen pre made pina colada. It was easy to do. And it added was some more stuff to it, Ice. and it was like run the hell of a pour a whole bottle or a fifth of yeah, rum in there. And, and everybody can of pineapples, happy. and she made pina coladas. But you had to have dough. Dough was the only kind of pineapple that you needed. Yeah, because forget fresh pineapples, right? Forget fresh pineapple. Forget I that. think, but, but this is the thing about it, is that I'm capitalizing and springboarding and growing from what I've learned, which is always what, I think that's what everyone wants. But stuff was good. It was, but there's all, there, you can always be improved. Like, perfect example, if I get stupid and decide to procreate, I would look at my kid and they would look at the way I make food and say, you know what, this is great, but I'm going to go ahead and take it a step further. That's what it's about. Will? You think? Because I grew up eating steaks and crab lobster. legs and lobster. I grew up that way. But, you know, when you made steaks, you didn't make your steak with compound butter, but I'm making compound butter tonight. I made plain old butter. 
You just added some more mess. You to didn't it make no one makes butter without the farm. But guess I what? Put, I put butter in my steaks. But, but okay? guess what? If With I my have seasoning salt. But guess what? If I have a kid and they may find a way to make their own butter, I'm not gonna poo poo on it. Hey, knock it out. I'm Elevate. Poo poo on your compound butter. I cut up the freaking onions and scallops for it. No, it? you cut up the shallots. Shallots and garlic and garlic for my compound butter. Isn't that delightful? It is. And you know what we're going to do? We're still going to digest that steak just like we did your that old steak. Next question. There's this no is question. So, this is so enlightening. What about the culture? What about the culture? I didn't see anything about the culture worth talking about, honestly. Yeah, because it's it's, it's, it's... it's been dry. It's been dead. Well, no. It's just revelations because it's so Okay, okay. We, uh, 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 I'm not going to bring a, tw- and a no, religious and, 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 twist and to it. Ain't nobody trying to hit it, Mom. But, but I'm not bringing religion into it, but I'm bringing no. what I have read that has been... I won't do that, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> don't worry about it, because I, I can edit all this. And don't worry about being funny. I there hasn't been anything that I've seen where I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, it's it's worthy of me talking about. Now, like, oh, here's something. What do you think about the judge hugging hugging the criminal? I think that um, people need to realize that that these judges, you can vote them in and vote them out. So in the city of Houston, if y'all if they didn't vote, if they vote that judge in. That's on the city. I, I want to know how many people have she really hugged other than this young lady. Don't matter. Ain't none of our business. We don't live in that city. No, it, it, it matters because they're no, making don't. this one. Because, so, because someone, they elected I wanna, her. I, I want to know that if this is her uh, always go-to or if this is something she did spontaneous for this fact. Don't, even, don't even matter. Because I appreciate it. If she goes down and does that to every criminal that she's getting ready to sentence to, I applaud her. But now for this right here. But the thing is that every, every, everything, this is what I, that's what I hate about fake outrage. Is that everything is taken out of context so much. I'm not outraged, people, but I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm not saying you. But I'm saying a lot of people are like, oh, well, she did. Okay, well, maybe maybe she felt we this girl was having that. a whole breakdown right now. She felt bad for her. But guess oh, what? Oh, hell yeah. You didn't shout somebody called. And you have having a full, a full breakdown. But guess what? She was voted as that judge. Someone They voted her in. Or the people who didn't vote, y'all might as well vote her in too. I'm glad that they voted her in. I like that. And I'm not downing for what this judge has done as a human being that seen this soul right here was crumbling oh, for our you, eyes. You, you know, no, I'm not talking about that because cause that that's that ain't I don't live there, so I can care less. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Tyler Perry and his uh studio he just opened. Oh, great for him. Hey, let's work. Yeah, yeah let's work. Uh, let's so work. My you know mo- your uh your your brother your uncle gonna be more, uh, No he not there. no he not. This is so my mother coming to America my, my mother's now. favorite uh horror movie is Medea's Boo <laughs> Don't say that. Cause you were adamant last year. Let's watch Medea's Halloween Boo I'm, I'm a Tyler Perry supporter. Okay, that's just it. You notice she said supporter and not fan. <laughs> There's a big difference. Big between, difference. Because I have been, I start off with his plays. I have been a fan, a supporter, whatever name. No, it's a big that. difference. Supporting is saying, you know what? I'm gonna go on hand watch because I gotta support. A fan that's is it. like. I'm enthusiastic no. about going to support. Okay, okay, and, and and this is being from an old school, and, and and we must, we must, and I don't want to put a racial spin to this, but I'm going to say we must start, and we always no, we don't, talk no, we don't, to support port black, no matter what. See, because there's there there is another side of people that does support their race. And, see, and, see, and this is where I went to previous episodes where I've had to elaborate that all skin folk ain't kinfolk it ain't it now tyler perry do i applaud him yes i'm gonna support do, him 
do I support him? Yes and no, because I think a lot of his content isn't my taste, but that doesn't mean that I haven't given it a go and checked it out and say, hey, you know what? Let me watch this movie. Let me see what it's about. Let me check out this show. Let me because if I like it, then good. Okay. But I've given it chances, and it's not my taste. Uh, okay. Level. Then this it is isn't. what this is what I have developed from uh, support uh, because I have been in a little place where I've done a couple of things. I've done a couple of things where I know that support is valid. It, it, you have to one. I'm supporting Tyler Perry because I know nine out of ten of them hairdressers back there that's doing hair are me. And I know that them makeup artists, nine out of ten of them, are me. I know that cameraman are me. I know that Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I know I know the job sector. So many people I know the that job, will be hired. Absolutely. I, I know the job sector that they have down there is us because we can't get it back and, 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 right and, here west. And, the, and that's exactly why I, I support. I give it a chance when I see it because I know I, I know it, I know I who he's employing. I know who he's putting money into pockets. And he's also putting money back in Atlanta. So, so I get that. I'm beyond being but, a fan. I, I am there to support but, so you can keep giving people that don't get those jobs, give it to them. Those movies are not good. And it's a lot of movies out here in California that's made us not good. Dumber and Dumber? Give me a freaking break. Yeah, but what, 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 uh, what, 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 what are you talking about? What, what, you are literally, I'm just saying you're literally comparing shoes to airplanes. I'm just saying no, that's literally so what you're doing. Dumb, disgusting movies made What does that have to do with anything right now? That, that, that well, you can't compare see, them. No, you are. You, you can't because you're, 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 you're taking... The entire Hollywood and one man who this is exactly what's coming out of his mind. Because that's the only one that's doing it. Yeah, no, his movie, no. There are who other, else? There, Spike who? Spike Lee makes great films. Spike Lee is not doing uh, Madea Boo. Spike Lee don't do Boo. Hell no, he not. <laughs> Spike Lee makes every almost every movie Spike Lee has made has been instant cinema. But remember classics. that. Remember this. That Boo. He's got a lot of boo-hoo-hoos that he's paying for. Those people in there working is paying for college tuition. Because he's making fried chicken movies. That's okay. You know what? It is okay. But Spike Lee don't do that. Spike Lee makes great cinema. He does. I'm sorry. He does. And well, he everything he made it wasn't great, but I'm still I'm a supporter 90, of him. Ninety percent of Spike Lee's movies have been phenomenal. Okay, I'll give you that. Spike Lee put Denzel on the map, and Spike Lee also put Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. I love you, Samuel. Who, who, who has Tyler Perry put on the map? Uh, the Browns. He put uh, <laughs> Tamala Man and her husband. Yes, he didn't put them on the map. He did too. He, he had them in place. What map are they on right now? Uh. TV map. Mississippi map. TV map. Because you're going to Mississippi. The Diary of a black, Mad Black Woman. Put that on the map. And I, and I, I, people that I, I, I'll say them. this. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And the that Oprah alone. Network. Oh, my God. All those little movies that no. he got in there. No, 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 no. Them little sitcoms that he has. No. Come on, baby. I'm sorry. Let's look at the big picture and stop looking at these little frames that you Tyler Perry do. puts a lot of crap content out. Hey, that's all right. Tyler Perry is doing a lot. Because everything you do can't be... I, I, uh, I do a lot too, don't mean it's all quality. Everything you can't be can't be a gone with the wind cinema or, or, or Ben-Hur. But they have done who, it. Who said ben, who's checking for Ben-Hur? No, I'm talking about the quality of the movie. Who's you know, checking for Ben-Hur like that? Because I love Ben-Hur. That's one of the best movies Cause, ever Because it's 19 days long. It's a weird movie. Ever made. Other than um, Malcolm X. That's a great Yeah, movie. a great Spike Lee film. Yeah. Friday Next is... Friday, the Friday, the Friday, the Friday. It's the bomb. It's, like it's a great it. movie. It, it really. I is. mean, it ain't no uh, Medea's Boo Holiday too, but 
Madea Family Reunion. That's that was not movie. good. No, yes, it was, it was not. Yes, I mean, none of these movies are good. They were not good movies. Mm-hmm. They are church bus movies. Okay, no matter what, they're good movies. They got no, all that not. violence, all that killing. They got one you old lady. You don't go watch those movies. They got one old lady that's doing her thing. Now, one time, her, first of all, you don't even pay for those okay, movies. Let's just, you watch them on bootleg. Let's put it me. out like that. I'm supporting our black people for their I, ability I have to, to do. I have to drag out the hypocrisy because you don't. No, you you must also remember this too. Support ain't watching on bootleg, mom. Support Sup- support is supporting a different type what of person. That? How does bootleg put money in their pocket? Because that young man that does that has children in college that I am trying to help him. The bootlegger. With. Yes, he does. He has three daughters, and that's why he do it. To subsidize from what the man ain't paying him so he can get extra to He's help his daughter. It's pirating films. And it don't matter what movie you buy. It don't matter what movie you buy. It's Is it same. pirating films? I didn't know that. Oh my God, I'm going to have to stop. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking to Netflix. Okay. Uh, next you ain't got Netflix. Okay. Yes, I do. You can't say Netflix. You said it. That's enough. Next. Flicks. All right, what's next? There ain't no more. Let's 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 do some culture. What else? Ain't no did on the culture. Everything has been you know dry. Yeah, Tyler, but but Tyler Perry is one of the. Um, I mean, he's really out there. That's really employing people that would not he really is. get a job. So we have to applaud him for and that. And that whole him opening his own studio, like yeah. oh, man, that's Spike Lee on his worst day could never. He had, didn't have the he didn't have the capacity. But you know what though, he, he has that small New York gritty art mentality where I want to make a film and that's it. Yeah, but, but it, it, he didn't have that open space. But, but also, exactly. And I was about to say that yeah. the, the difference yeah. between Spike is New York. That's it. I'm making these films. I'm gritty. Yeah. Tyler and is like it's the South Bite. You can go down to Tyler Place, and I know. And, and, and Tyler Perry has that Southern mentality where I am my brother's keeper. I gotta look out for everybody. Yeah. And if I had this large lot, and I'm playing everybody, he did the, on a small scale. The team scale. that plays on him, the hairdressers, the stylists, yeah, it's the, the same, same cleaner, people. It, everybody. It, yeah, but it's guess us. what? It's once every four five years when you make a movie. I, yeah. Somebody got to save up and try you know, to get something. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you want to go to McDonald's, and sometimes you want to go to an Ocean Air. There's not an Ocean Air in every Olive single... Gardens? Oh, Outback. Woo, woo! We make mistakes. We're making... Oh, from this birthday, we're making That's crab... That's my day. We're doing surf and turf. So we're surf doing crab legs, Woo-hoo. scallops, mm-hmm. ribeyes, and a nice arugula salad. And don't forget the baked potato. She wanted a baked potato. And, and, but she wanted a potato that the size of her head. Who? Having all of that need a freaking big ass potato. Oh, that potato's too le- What? I'm a phenom. I'm an Amazon. I'm a beast. I need my protein. You see these muscles? What are you talking about, woman? Sometimes muscles turn into. Well, I digress. Let's keep going. Let me check my genetics. Okay. I'm a beast out here in these right. streets. Okay. Whatever. You know what? We're about to wrap this up because. Oh! So. For those who know on the Cocktails and Culture underscore Instagram page, I'm a big fan of the show Girlfriends. And they are they are doing a mini reunion on the show Blackish. And I am so excited. And I, 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 I just want to take a moment to talk about how Girlfriends was important to my generation of women because I didn't I didn't grow up seeing these women on TV and I got older and I'm like, yo, these are women in their late twenties. 
professionals and they're in different walks of life. You got one woman who's a, you know, who's a mom another woman who's a skag, another woman who's a bo bohemian and they're all trying to figure it out and no one has it figured out. Even the main protagonist in the show, which is Tracy Ellis Ross, Joan Clayton, she's an attorney. She owns her own home. She's light skinned and got a big butt and curly hair, but she still ain't got it figured out. And she still has her insecurities. And it was so smart and poignant that it's like, no one's going to have it figured out because sometimes you have people. No one's going to tell you that you, you ain't going to know what's going on. I'm 33 and I don't, have, I don't know what's going on. This is the problem. They, okay. They, what's the, what's they, the problem, mom? They live in LA, La La Land, okay? And the man shortage in there is truly. There's a man and, shortage everywhere. And, but in LA, you can see it through that show and the other Sister Girl show was. Uh, insecure? Insecure. You know, it's just. It's just our sisters uh, got to be widely open for other love. That's how I look at it. Open your doors for other love. No, other love will keep, give you love. Keep, keep your realistic standards. Don't keep, be unrealistic. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. How is that changing your realistic needs? Because you want to because you know you find love. Because you know there are two different things. There's people who say they'll have 40 things a man had 40 pieces of criteria a man has to before he even attempt to even let him take him out that's unrealistic that's like garbage True. and there are some who was like i don't care they just want to be held at night there's two different things but see neither one of them that one is over extreme and one is just undertone i'm just saying but but you but, be but you personally opening be open for love and love i agree no color Love had no no bad standards. It's just somebody that's they're, they're, kind, they're bad, they're bad considered and working. I mean, you want somebody on a le on a level of okay. I want him working so he can have that struggle Here's like I do. I had five core criteria when I made the decision that the relationship I was in wasn't working, and I said I'm going to date. I have five core criteria. Five. The top three were the most important. He has to be gainfully employed. Number one. He has to have all his teeth. Oh, that's essential for me as an older woman. I move, <laughs> I, I, but veneers. I mean veneers. Yeah, and dentures. That's okay too. Okay, can I, can I tell a story about the elderly man you no. went on date with? Okay, so gainfully employed, all his teeth, has to have his own car. Yes, not live with his parents. The fifth. But one, I don't mind living with parents. No, sometimes they need I to mind. take care. No, I'm not. No, no. At your age, I get it because your mama's ninety five years old and you sixty. I get it. But when you twenty two and your parents are in the forties. You How the hell will you date somebody 22 and you damn near 35? I'm talking about like when I used to date. I haven't okay. dated in forever. Okay. And the, the fifth one was you got to be over six feet tall. Oh, I'll date. I'll date. You did. You dated some pygmies before. Yeah, little midgets. They just uh, they don't last long. No, cause they don't do nothing for nobody. No, but they hard workers. <laughs> they little some bitches out there working. I'm like, man, no, I can't get up at five thirty in the morning and have coffee. No, no, little man, no. And you never, you never, you always see that littleness, no matter how, how high they sit up, you know. So for the, for full disclosure, I'm 5'10", and my mother's 5'8". I'm 5'9 and a half. Since when? Since I've been alive, since I've been in sixth freaking grade, that's why I've been, I'm like, I, I've never been short. I've always been that. We, we were taller people. I'm taller yep. than her. And who told you you was 5'10"? The doctor? My driver's no. license? But you told them. I'm 5'10". Okay, well, I'm going to tell my driver's license. Hey, I'm six feet. So when you pull me over, they be like... I'm five... Because I know I'm taller I'm taller than you. Okay. So if you're five nine and a half, then I'm 5'10". Five, I'm, five, I'm taller than you. Okay. Take that inch if you like. It's okay. Love you, sweetie. It's half an inch. Okay. Love you, too. So... This has been so delightful. 
Don't patronize me on, on my own podcast. Oh, I'm trying to give you a compliment. Would you just say thank you? This is so delightful. It is. Is that genuine? Is that sincere? To my heart. From my heart. Man, you know, I got to go back. I'm going to miss you so much. I love being on here with you. My mother loves me. You're my ace boon coon. You're my I, bestie. I, I, I'm, no, I'm no one's coon. You're my ace boon coon. That's I, back in the day. That I'm, means your bestie. I'm no one's coon. So, but you would say that cocktails, to wrap everything up, that cocktails were prevalent in that era. Now, was there a time when you saw a shift away from people stopped drinking and started doing other things? Hell no, because time got more Well, well no, because it's like when I grew up, I know that y'all had a, in my house, we had a bar. Like, like, and I see it was vodka and cognac. It was pretty much it and beer, obviously. And then on the holidays, we had the extra accoutrement. But that was it. But a lot of my cop, my, my peers, excuse me, their parents didn't have bars or bar carts or bar little areas in their home. So, and, and their parents were your peers. Uh, okay. So why did that change? Okay, let me put it this way. Uh, when I was in the 70s, growing up as a teenager, uh, there's two things that people either did. Either you smoked pot or you drank. And a lot... and The adults my, when you were a kid? When I was a kid, when I was growing up as a teenager from 16 or on up. If you smoked pot, uh, blunts, marijuana, reef or whatever, half of them didn't drink. Because you didn't need yeah. to drink. Yes, so now. You know, and, and, and they just didn't mix the two. It's just that when we got so uh, greedy that we had to do the both. You had to have a drink, then you had to smoke some herb, and then you went helter-skelter crazy. So, during my time as an adult, if I smoked some pot, I wouldn't drink anything. I didn't need to drink. Yeah. Because alcohol always brought a downer. Yeah. And marijuana have always brought you up, lifting it, and made you laugh at the things that you really should be crying about. So, in my era, it just got really put together. They put it together and they just brought it all down. You want to talk about the time you went on that airplane for that run for marijuana? No, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, cool. Uh, I so, wish I knew them. Pay- oh, Louie McNeil, I wish I knew where you was. Don't oh. drop her government on this. What are you doing? Okay, so. I missed her. She was from Florida. Long, pretty white girl. Long, pretty white girl. Long, 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 long story. My mother went to college at Western Michigan for FY. She just. Don't drop the bomb on that. Don't tell my business like that. Went to Western Michigan. Whatever. So, you don't want to tell people that. So, I bring this up to say this that, you know, this whole cocktails, craft cocktails, having drinks at home isn't new to us. This has been going on. And I always bring this up. We're in like the 50s and the 40s and people have bottles at home and people, there weren't bars on every corner like there is now. People would go home and they would get to their cart and they would have the soda water, they'd have the gin, they'd have the burp, whatever, and they'll make their own drinks. And it crossed over across socioeconomic I'm going to tell you, when it, when it crossed over, you know what happened? I'm going to tell you, back in the 60s and early 70s, when they made birth control pills for women, we really decided that we can go out to these clubs. Them discos got wild and the sex got just well, really I, wild. I, I would know and, that. And women decided that they can go out and drink. I mean, really, they really decided that well, Sex in the City just brought a forefront because we had always, once we had control over our own system, our own body, that we weren't going to have any kids, we decided to uh, be adventurous. Well, I know that I've never had sex before and neither have you. So have fun with the culture. Enjoy the cocktails. Thank you so much for dropping in. This Thanks is- for listening to me. I appreciate it. First episode of season two. We're going to get it popping. Fall cocktails. 
we're still cranking them out and obviously as i always continue to ask if you have any cocktails you're curious about you have any requests i've also started to make my fall menu i've made sangria let i will be back in the fall area of the midwest the indiana Illinois area. They're the most miserable city in America, Gary. And that's where you really start drinking in the winter when you are at home. That's actually a really good segue because that's a big thing that I'm bringing out here now is that, and and those who are listening who are from the Midwest, from the East Coast, you know when that weather starts getting 30, 20, 10, 5, 5 below, 10 below. And all, what is that? St. Germain. But all all you got to do is sit in the house. And eat that chili, eat that soup, that pizza, eat, the, eat that hearty gut rib sticking food and just drink. Cornbread and, and, and drink your beers and drink what you have to stay warm. It's called comforting you during the stormy time. But that's it. That's literally all you can do is just, hey, I'm staying in the house. I'm just going to drink and eat and sit here. Yeah, because when it's like a, a blizzard out there that's going to bring in 17 feet of snow. You don't go. But luckily, there's not a problem out here because I'm in San Diego. It's sunny. I'm a blonde. I'm still tan. My my triceps are still popping. You see that girl? Bang. It's lovely out here. I love San Diego. So, but I still want to cater. I drink to San Diego, the sunshine state. That's not not California. That's Florida. California is not the sunshine state? No, it's Florida. Well, Well, California is the what? Marijuana state? No. What? I don't know. We have a bear on our flags. It was the bear state. Bear? Yeah, all these people are walking around with bears. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. Like me. I'm, I, I saw the I got other a bear day in San Diego, oh, two dogs with shoes on. So that let me know the streets are so wicked and nasty and disgusting that your dogs have to wear shoes. No, the concrete is just that hot and the sun's that bright. Whatever. Have fun with the culture. Into the cocktails. Welcome to season two, cocktails and culture. Say la vie. I have the last word. Oh, I'm sorry. The last word is fuck.